Hello friends, my name is Gus Time Isuko. Welcome back to the Alive by the Truth third episode of our second series devotional titled Holiness in a World of Evil. Our scriptural text is Romans 12, 1 and 2. The Bible says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, or be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Why should we be holy? Psalms 5 verse 4, the Bible says, For thou art not a God that hath pleasure in wickedness, neither shall evil dwell with thee. This is one of the clearest verses in all the scriptures regarding this subject of holiness. God and sin cannot get along. He is a consuming fire to sin. Since the Holy Spirit is also God, let me ask you, do you suppose that the Holy Spirit and sin get along? If Christ is in the heart of a person, sin is out. Sin in, Christ out of the life and heart. Deuteronomy chapter 23 verse 14, the Bible says, for the Lord thy God walketh in the midst of thy camp to deliver thee and to give up thine enemies before thee. Therefore shall thy camp be holy, that he sees no unclean thing in thee and turn away from thee. Today you could say, Thy church all thy life, God has been longing to pour out his spirit upon his church, his peculiar people. But our lives, the unholiness of Israel prevents him from doing it. Unholiness in our character and conduct, in our lifestyle, in our words, in our integrity, in the use of talent and resources God has given us. This unholiness or these small sins that have become so much a part of our everyday lives that we don't even regard them as sin anymore are what keeps God from pouring out his spirit upon us. You see, Deuteronomy says, God wants to walk in your midst. He wants to be with you. And you very often hear about the need for the Holy Spirit and for revival. But one of the key things keeping God's Holy Spirit from being poured out is that known sin and unholy practices of almost every description are freely practiced by the members of God's church. Let me read you again a quotation from the book Signs of the Times, June 19, 1884, written by Ellen White. Let none deceive themselves with the belief that God will accept and bless them while they are trampling upon one of his requirements. The willful commission of a known sin silences the witness and voice of the Spirit and separates the soul from God. Jesus cannot abide in the heart that disregard the divine law. God will honor those only who honor him. In the same book, Signs of the Time, February 15, 1892, she writes again, If you are indulging in any known sin, you cannot utter words of the glory of God because there is something in your heart that condemns you. The Spirit of God is not in your soul. Any non-sin, dishonesty, immodesty, not being simple in dress, indulgence, neglect, or any of a host of other small things will drive the Spirit of God from the heart. It is time we speak up and declare 
that it is unholiness and sin that have prevented the long sought for revival and outpouring of the Holy Spirit from happening. You see, in her book again, in Special Testimonies Series A, page 12, paragraph 1, she writes, We have been asked, why is it that there is so little power in the churches? Why there is so little efficiency among our teachers? The answer is that it is because known sin in various forms is cherished among the professed followers of Christ, and the conscience becomes hardened by long violation. They know better, but they have not changed in life and character. It is not knowledge that saves us. It is our application of knowledge. Reading on, she says, The answer is that men do not walk with God, but separate company with Jesus. And as a result, we see manifested in the church selfishness, covetousness, pride, strife, contention, hard-heartedness, licentiousness, and evil practice. There is a great want of holiness today, friends. Many people have false concept of holiness. Holiness is not a pleasant feeling that runs up and down our spine. It might even be an unpleasant experience because it requires self-denial and cross-bearing. In Review and Herald, December 31st, 1908, we read these words, Holiness is not rapture. It is the result of surrendering all to God. It is doing the will of our Heavenly Father. This is what holiness means. Holiness is surrendering all to God. You know, some Christians believe there is a level you reach, maybe as a result of being in church for a long time, they believe when you get to that certain point or stage, you become holy automatically. Not so, friends. Holiness is surrendering all to God. It is doing the will of our Heavenly Father. Jesus wants to draw us to himself and finally save us and take us to heaven. Will you surrender your will to him today? The Bible says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, God is pleading, be holy, because he is holy. We'll meet again next week to continue holiness in the world of evil. Remember, as you listen, like, subscribe, and share. God bless you until we meet again.